0: This episode of X Basement is brought to you by Sony and the PlayStation 4 Greatness Awaits. And support us by buying your video games at EB Games. Welcome to my basement, everybody! Scott Jones. Hello, Victor Lucas. How are you? I'm good.
1: How was your week? You weren't in mm. dis- Disneyland with I me. I was
0: not. I want to hear all
1: about it. Start at the beginning. Don't leave anything <laughs> out because I'll know.
0: Well, but the week before you go to Disneyland, yeah. you kind of shut your systems down in yep. preparation for the uh, uh, departure into Fantasy World because it was uh, it was surreal. And then every second that you're there, you are blasted with... Uh, uh, a wave of nostalgia and a wave of uh, escapism and, and fantasy and imagination, but also rampant consumerism. Mm-hmm. There is no shortage of places to buy souvenirs. Oh, you
1: were in my country. That's right. Yeah, but America.
0: it was it was uh, it was amazing. And the coolest thing, of course, is I have a, my young daughter with me, and mm-hmm. she's not even two. She didn't enjoy it at all. It, well, she she loved it, and she was lost in the whole thing, and she believed in the whole thing. You know, like there was no lust for owning stuff it was just like oh my i want to see alice in wonderland i want to see uh, you know mickey mickey mouse i want to see minnie mouse the greed and the lust comes later it comes next year <laughs> <laughs> so I want to talk about the one day that you took five poops at the park
1: <laughs> you do, <laughs> yeah. do you? Did, now what happened did you, did, did they, are the bathrooms themed is there one that's like uh, Mickey's we stayed in the.
0: no we stayed in the there, I, I'm sure there are there's the Disneyland Hotel and there's the California Adventures Hotel that's, okay. where, that's the one we stayed in which is a little bit more uh Mature, quote unquote, uh, a little bit more sort of uh, redwood forest. People go there
1: for their uh, honeymoons
0: and stuff. Uh, There's a lot of stuff for people of all ages. You know, especially the the California Adventures Park is a little bit more maturely themed. Even though there's Pixar stuff and lots of things in there, it really is kind of a celebration of uh, of the state of California. They have like the San Francisco area. Uh, you know, Cars Land feels a little bit like you're going into uh, you know the I, I don't know the canyons and stuff that you see in all kinds of Western movies. Uh, you know, it it felt. Did you go on any rides? Yeah, we went on a ton of rides. But just it, mo- kiddie rides, though, right? The only one that I went on that Ruby couldn't go on. My daughter Ruby Space was mountain. Course. No, I, we didn't do that. I did I the Indiana going... Jones adventure one. Oh, did... which which was lame. Why? It what was happened? lame? What I, I, I mean in there? It was it was cute, but cute isn't what I want to see from Indiana Jones you know mm. like you, they had Sala see in there yeah you want to see a little bit of edge you want to really yeah. feel the danger and you it to had feel been a little so neutered that it, it wasn't dangerous hmm. uh, I mean they had a giant D? no it's a ride okay. the, the thing about Disney I don't know if it's just this part because Disney World is a little bit different there's more 3D and stuff uh, and I, I, I haven't been to Disney World in in Florida forever But Disneyland feels like they've set up a lot of the things based around animatronics, you know, like what they did with Pirates of the Caribbean. And it feels like even the new rides take advantage of that quite a bit. And that's what the Indiana Jones ride is. is You're just running around and you see animatronic Indiana Jones scaling into a tomb. Uh, You see a giant snake. You see some mummies and stuff like that. Blasts of, of air come at you. But it just felt so... Like low grade theater. Yeah, it wasn't. It wasn't cool. At it, one point, did you start
1: doing this on the ride? Boo! No. <laughs> Boo!
0: <laughs> no. I mean, the theme. The, like, I love hearing the music and the and the sort of '30s theme and the Egyptian theme stuff. I like all of that stuff. It was pretty cool. Mm. But the one that surprised me was. Uh, did you go on this ride with Bob? No, my oh. friend Bob couldn't... He was working that day, but uh, my friend Bob, uh, who lives in California like 20 minutes California from California Bob, that's what we call him. Yeah, he, he is as big of an Indiana Jones fan as I am. Mm-hmm. And we kind of... Uh, uh, we we had a toast and we kind of said to each other that we don't know anybody that enjoys Indiana Jones as much as we do. So I see we're like the last two I, holdouts. When I care. see the two of you together, I just say,
1: "Kiss already, <laughs> just get it over
0: with." Jesus. No, we we both kind of commiserate. I did buy a bunch of little Indiana Jones collectibles. Which you think there's are now gonna be a, another uh, movie? I was talking to Blake, our, our uh, rundown writer, that uh, that I mean, that was the the whole thing with Harrison Ford stalling on signing for episode seven, as he wants Disney to commit to doing another Indiana Jones movie. So I suspect that there will be, but I think, and I'd love to hear from listeners and, and you know and viewers mm-hmm. if you know if and when Harrison Ford retires from acting, or you know, God forbid. We all know he's going to pass on. It sucks to oh, think Jesus, like that. Oh, Jesus. Why do you have
1: to put a glue the podcast I know, it's dark, but today. if- Come on!
0: If he goes, we're if all he gonna leaves- go. We are, We're all going to go. Yeah. I whatever. think Indiana Jones is done. I don't think they're going to bring it back.
1: What about if they brought back Shia LaBeouf as Biff Shia Lonigan? Shia LaBeouf is was done. Was his character Biff Lonigan? Sh-
0: Shia LaBeouf <laughs> is wearing a, a paper bag in an art inst- you know, installation in Los Angeles as we speak. Was his
1: name Boxy McGee? What was his name in that movie? <laughs> uh, yeah, a mutt. Oh, jeez, that's right, it was what?
0: <laughs> yeah, I think I, th- I think George Lucas and Spielberg will uh, quietly uh, write him out of uh, any future Indiana Jones So how pictures. many days were you there? Did you see any uh, futuristic arcade machines? Uh, no, I saw classic arcade machines. That's the weird thing about Disney, is that it, it is very much rooted in the past. Mm-hmm. Um, you do see some glimpses of what is to come, for sure, but uh, it does feel like we're celebrating... An innocence that's passed us by, and Mm -hmm. and counter to that are all of these uh, very you know in-your-face souvenir shops and toy stores and and garish. uh, What's the most embarrassing
1: thing you things that you you guys bought? Did you buy a really embarrassing thing? Just you bought mouse ears? I know. Yeah,
0: I I think we tried to find stuff that either looked kind of classic or or you know unique. Like we bought Ruby a balloon. That was fourteen bucks, which was crazy. It's a lot for a balloon. I know.
1: <laughs> what does that balloon do? Does
0: it give you a rub down? It had a. I should have good balloon. It had a. Uh, it had a blinking light in the thing, and it oh, had Mickey Mouse ears inside. Balloon. It was okay. a high-tech balloon. Uh, you know, and, and she carried it around, and we took a million pictures with her walking around with this balloon that looked kind of cool. I saw her. She had
1: sunglasses on.
0: She did have sunglasses. Yeah, Actually, was... No, no, we had sunglasses on. She didn't. She had her hat on the whole time. Okay. Uh, but yeah, no, there wasn't. Uh, we stayed away from the stuff that would be super embarrassing, mm-hmm. you know. And will there was go, a lot of back? Ed Hardy Mickey Mouse oh, hybrid no, really? type things. Yeah, oh it was god, just, it is
1: the end of days. <laughs> I mean, it was just. It was a
0: lot of cheese balls.
1: Back to the five poops. Did you go in uh, Pluto's dumpster? <laughs> where, what were some of the outhouses, the poop, the poop stations? <laughs> well, where yeah, you...
0: This is what happens, right? You uh, you have uh, you, you get nervous you have, and flying. No, you have your buffet uh, character breakfast, your character themed breakfast. Oh, so it what, was amazing. So, so Woodlanddale were, you know, hugging Ruby and Minnie, Minnie Mouse came over and, and uh, Winnie the Pooh. Uh, Miko the raccoon came in actually He's, which one is that yeah we, we we had to ask him and so he asked <laughs> us for a pencil and he wrote his name out on the paper it was awesome
1: <laughs> are you sure was, he was really part of the show we think so he might not have been it was
0: so cute though because he was and you know my daughter's just sitting there and she just thinks that these are people like they're just they're, they're, real. they're real yeah, yeah they're, real. they're just these huge real cartoon characters in our world it was just mm, what a crazy. magic magic time right? yeah and amazing to see that that and also amazing to kind of realize that that this will be the last time that that is ever going to happen oh god I wish my world
1: still had some magic in it yeah it was pretty cool that's amazing
0: but then uh, you have your buffet breakfast and then you have uh, Mexican for for dinner that night and the next day five poops that's what happens <laughs> Next
1: thing you know, you're in uh, you're in uh, Scrooge McDuck's uh, outhouse. Yeah, uh,
0: yeah. But uh, you know what? Even that didn't tamper my uh, my sense of fun. It was You know great. who's an asshole? Is that Donald? Mm. I can't stand that one. Misunderstood. <laughs> <laughs> Captain Hook, Captain Hook's an asshole. Is he? Yeah, the Peter Pan ride is freaky. I mean, Ruby's like, I want to go home. I want to go home. <laughs> it's a four-minute ride. I want to go home. Yeah. I, we're almost through. So she's seeing all these kids in cages and people turned into yeah, donkeys and yeah. a whale. And she's first, like, I, I want to go home. First it's like thing I ask three you, minutes left. Ruby. When you
1: get back, did you go on the Small World ride? Answer. Broken. It was broken. What else was broken when you were there? The Finding Nemo ride was broken. How can these things be broken? You're paying the premium to go there. It's like $92 a minute to just be in the park. I'm
0: not going to complain about
1: what they have. Broken rides. the, The
0: entertainment value for the dollar was ridiculous. The first night we're there, there's a giant parade going on. Ruby's just like watching all of this, like all of these characters and dancers. Everybody's just going at it. I mean, that's the thing, right? Like Disney casts every single person on on the uh, the grounds, and they give it their all. And you're just blown away by the commitment. It was really wonderful.
1: Are there any Marvel characters or Star no, Wars characters? No,
0: there was a little Star Wars thing that which, which was a little bit lame. It was like inside of this diner, this uh, Jedi training thing erupts. Remember when you and I went to the Skywalker Ranch and we had these...
1: Oh, I'll never forget it. These uh, lightsaber right.
0: practice things. Yeah. They yeah. did that with a bunch of little kids, and then Darth Vader and Darth Maul show up and they pretend to fight the little kids. It's pretty funny. But it's, you know... It, it sounds pretty good. It, it wasn't like a huge... Like Ruby's doesn't know any of these characters or anything, so she was, she was just watching them going, what's happening?
1: I'm sure they're building some Marvel and oh, uh, yeah. Star Wars stuff That's right now. coming for sure. You I can would, buy a
0: lot of that stuff. You know stuff. Who
1: I'd love to have on the EP Live is somebody who builds amusement park rides. I know. How cool would that be? I know. Because it's a, you have to have an engineering mind, but also this very playful kind of mind. Well,
0: remember when Disney Interactive did the, uh, they did that Toy Story light gun uh, shooter type thing mm-hmm. for the Wii? Okay. They took us to the California Adventures Pier, where they have the the actual physical ride, the Toy Story ride, which is like an like a trip through, uh, you know, fair playgrounds, uh, you know. It's like a ride inside of one of those those shooting gallery type okay. things. And okay. they made a video game out of that. And that was pretty amazing to see because they took us to the thing and they introduced us. They call them Imagineers, the people that design all of this stuff. They, yes. They, we talked to that person. This was a few years ago. Uh, but they took us through the whole process of how they built the rides. They talked to us about the importance of integration with video games because there was a lot of video game stuff. And you'll see video game stuff if you ever go on that ride. The game turned out to be kind of meh. But it was a, a really great trip, and it was a really cool uh, look into the process and how elaborate and how focused and how thoughtful the, the whole sort of Disney machine is around this stuff. And and, and that's, that's what's disappointing about this, the crap that you buy when you're in the souvenir shops, because the quality of the rides and the quality of the performers is pretty much peerless, you know? and then you go into the shops and it's the same junk in most of the shops all the way through and it's it doesn't I mean we bought a couple of things for friends they're broken already you know a couple of these little trinkety fan type things broken just like in two days I'm still waiting for mine oh I'm sorry it's coming. It's in the mail. Yours are the uh, the, the Mickey Mouse vinyl things that are painted I don't like Star Wars. Those. those are th- well. Those are mine. I don't know you can look at them. You I know can they're yours. <laughs> <them>. <laughs> listen. So you, well, you went down. You got a little bit of sun. Yep.
1: And uh, did they know that they had a celebrity on the park grounds?
0: Oh yeah, yeah. Everybody. Yeah. So you got to be Oh, go Mickey in this... Mouse or me? You. Oh no, no, yeah. Nobody knew who I was. You should have told people. Uh, well, I, sh- Vic- I should have had my eight by ten. I could have called me. ahead.
1: Hey, listen, Victor Lucas is coming down. <laughs> uh, <laughs> they would have. They would have said who? We want him to get the Justin Bieber treatment, so go through the Justin Bieber door and all the rides. Nope, nobody gave a crap.
0: Yeah, you know what? That was uh, it was. I couldn't have wanted it any. I wouldn't have wanted anything else. You know, I wouldn't have wanted it to have been recognized. Is or this like
1: that. an annual tradition yes. for your family? Yes, it is now okay. for sure. Can I go next year? Yes, you can. I don't know if I want you to can. go. I might
0: be busy. It's. <laughs> it, it, it was worth every penny, man. And uh, you know, I the realization was that my wife and I would never have gone if we didn't have this kid yeah of course you know
1: never that's the great thing about kids they force you to do things and go places yeah that you normally wouldn't
0: uh, do or go to. Yeah, and it was great. It was a great escape, and mm-hmm. it's really cool. you know.
1: So five shits in one day, that's yeah.
0: good. That's great. <laughs> I'm so proud of you, man. That is a new record. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, so, but I did play a little bit of uh, the... Uh, I can't even pronounce it, the Tukadin thing. Yeah, what'd you play that for? Well, because we've got to review that. Which do is, we? Uh, do yeah, we? Yeah, it's the, do te- we? it's the new Tecmo... Do we uh, need to? Techmo game with the little Dynasty Warriors kind of vibe. Yeah. I played a lot of... Ollie Ollie, and uh, I started to get Carpal Tunnel playing that goddamn Well,
1: you know, this is my problem with Ollie Ollie. I I like it, and all of a sudden once you feel the gravity of it, especially if you're a Tony Hawk fan, you're going to feel the gravity, and you're going to want to do all those achievements, and you're going to sort of skim over the top of everything, and then go back and grind out all the achievements. But I don't feel that the controls are fine-tuned enough. Whenever I played Tony Hawk, I was always a a D-pad guy because it just felt like I got much more... I could fine-tune and finesse everything I needed to do in the game. With Ollie Ollie, I just feel like I'm spamming tricks. I'm hoping to land stuff. I'm hoping that I get a half circle. Yeah, it's so fast, and the level's over already. And so sometimes I get lucky... Sometimes it feels like some skill came, was brought to bear on the situation, but I just I just wish the controls were just tighter, just well, a
0: little bit tighter. I think what it is is that I mean Tony Hawk, you're you're meant to jump in for three minute sort of stretches, um, or two minute stretches, and this one is, is thirty second stretches, you know, and it, and so it's a condensed thing, and so the tricks happen in a blink of an eye, and it's there there is that removal of. You, uh, there's a breathless quality of finishing uh, uh, you know a track and then moving on to the next area and stuff that's pretty cool but it does happen so fast it doesn't really register you know so it, it's like just yeah. it's almost sort of twitchy spastic you it's know, like channel surfing, uh, yeah, a little bit, uh,
1: like, uh, it's like a Tony a game Hawk and Wario type experience. Kind of. Yeah, it's just, uh, I, you know, and I even, I'm one of these, uh, OCD types, you are too, yep. where I, I go through the, the list of tricks and then I try to learn a new one every mm-hmm. night. And it's still, even after all that effort that I sink into the game and I'm obsessed with it, I just, I just feel like the, for the effort that I'm putting into it, I should be getting more back. I should be feeling like, oh, yeah, I just mastered that level. Yeah. I just totally just crushed that level. Yeah, I shredded. Not there.
0: It's not like that. and, and I wish to- it was. and Tony Hawk was, Almost like playing a Mario type experience on a skateboard, you know? Like I love those games. You could feel yourself getting better and uncovering more of the map and being able to pull off stuff that you thought was impossible. Yeah, and and, and, and it had
1: such a such a fearless learning curve. Like it wasn't a game that bent over and just said, Yes, take out take here's all power ups. It's just like no, this game said this we have about an hour long learning curve here. So you're gonna have to deal with it. And once you got over that hour, Man, I still remember Pro Skater, Pro Skater Two, Pro Skater Three, and Four. I jumped yeah. off after Four, like that was the end of it. And Three was a little bit too hard. What a hard. lesson,
0: right? Like, and this is what we hear all the time right now: is these the annualizations of all of these games? The 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 common complaint. It's Activision. They just drive it into the ground. Look well, what they did with yeah, Guitar but, Hero. I mean, uh, you know, Assassin's Creed. I think is getting that backlash yep, right now, for and. Sure. and uh, uh, Tomb Raider went through all of that stuff. What a lesson! You know, you can't take this special and make it unspecial mm-hmm. and expect people to stay with it. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. if if it just becomes this commonplace routine, people are going to move away. They're just they're they're going to say, okay, they're going to they're going to push off from the table and take say, it I've for had granted. Enough. Yeah, that's it's you just know, like I'll skip this year and I'll it, maybe
1: pick up next year or two years from now. And
0: back. I I wonder if that's Nintendo's it, because they don't annualize, but they need to make more games and so their fallback is to try to get the stuff that people are familiar with out as quickly as possible. So they approach annualization um by taking some shortcuts by doing things like uh this NEX NES remix or Dr. Luigi. And that's the burnout right there, you know? They do still release games and there's still uh, you know, a special celebration-type quality about the way that they released Less so. Less so. Less so now. Less
1: so. And I'll I'll tell you, I remember either I did a private interview with Miyamoto or it was something he said at E3. I just remember him talking about Mario. Yeah. And he made this statement where he said, you know, he was talking about Mario and how awesome he is, but he started listing off all the games that he'd been in. And he said, you know, maybe Mario's been in too many games. Yeah. And now, five years later, it feels like we have a new Mario game every five minutes. Yeah. You know, it just feels like it used to be. I remember when Galaxy came out. I remember being teased probably two E threes before we even got to play Galaxy, and then Galaxy was a moment. And none of these. I don't know if we have moments. Maybe we just. Maybe we've out, Maybe as a medium, we've outgrown moments. Maybe uh, we don't I have don't, these big I don't, moments. I don't I think mean,
0: so, man. Titanfall is a moment. You know, like I don't there, know. you can feel the 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 whole world is like inhaling, hoping that this thing. You know, hits the notes that it's promising. I absolutely disagree. I think that there is still the quest and the desire and the thirst for uh, games that just there are like some kind of earthquake in the world. It's just like, and you can feel it all over the place. Maybe because
1: we're so starved,
0: you know. Well. I mean I think you're that that's your opinion about Titanfall but if it were a different title that you were like supremely excited for I don't, I don't care for, about Titanfall. Yeah. I mean it's The Last of Titanfall. Us was that moment last year for sure. Yeah. Um I think Dishonored was, you know, it less so because they didn't have the the monetary hype machine behind them and the and the familiarity behind them. Uh, but uh, Nintendo I think set the tone for making games a big deal, you know, for making the release of games a big deal. Not just in the 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 lead-up marketing, but when they came out, they came out with beautiful packaging and great instruction books and uh, just a lot of fanfare, you know? And I think that there's still a lot of excitement. They just had their Nintendo Direct yesterday. I think there's still a lot of excitement about these titles as they release, um, you know, and expectation on the Nintendo published titles as they come up for release. But I think because they've got so little support from third party publishers, they've had to do all of the legwork, either publishing other people's stuff or doing more development. And it's inhibited their ability to make the time to build these things up into special launches. you, well, know? you
1: know, you know i'm I'm looking thinking back to two thousand and thirteen. The only real moment was probably GTA 5 that people lined up for and got right. excited for right and I don't know like it just I, I you know I think part of it is is the sort of compartmentalizing of everything the fact that we, well, we take so more. much for granted yeah we we can download stuff now we don't actually have to go to the store um, and it just sort of that we're in a bit of a gray area between Having ta- games as tangible objects and having them just be this ephemeral thing that we erase from our hard drives three years from now, yep. you know. So,
0: well, it's kind of true. I mean, Apple released the the iPad Air last year, and that's an amazing piece of technology, and everybody just went, "Well, it's the it's the fifth iPad," yeah, you know. But it's like it's an unequivocal unequivocal success. I mean, it's just a massive amount of horsepower and and technology in a very light little body it blew me away when i got the thing i was and saw the demo and all that but the world although they bought it it was a success it was not a big deal well we've,
1: i think we just we've all and it's become fashion it was fashionable and now i just think it's just the status quo we're we're all jaded. Like that's yeah. our default. Like yeah. we just lapse into our our automatic, most natural gear. Is like, yeah, there was an iPad. It was supposed to have a, you know the new whatever screen and and it has a faster you know processor. But unless we are wowed, unless we're floored and we're depants, Who,
0: who's going to do that? Then
1: now? no nobody really cares. You know, I th- and I think technology is moving so quickly that we're. We've just gotten, we we wait for those big moments where yeah. something truly shot, like 4K televisions? I don't know. Yeah. So show me, a, you know, 1,000K f- televisions. I'm, I'm going to wait until then, you know? Like, and we know it's going to happen, and everything's going to move faster and faster, and we're just going to keep waiting
0: for these big and, moments. And, and we don't even have to leave our houses anymore. That's the weirdest thing about this, right? Like, we're starting to get our uh, review copies, and they're just coming in as codes. You know, which yep. also removes a little bit of the. Oh my God! Look at this new game has come into the Rush office. home with
1: the game and you, you know, put it in your bag and yeah. you take it home and you're like you get it going for the first time and yeah, it used to be like I remember I would I would get a little a little tingle every time uh, you know the UPS guy would come mm-hmm. or the FedEx guy would come because I knew he had something for me absolutely know? and you would open those boxes and. And, you know, if a box got lost in the mail, you'd be like, where's where's my game? I could be playing it right now. Yeah. <laughs> like, you'd lose your mind. And yeah. it was just, it's ridiculous to think about it now. But on it's the flip
0: like, of it, though, the codes are incredibly helpful for makes reviewing this stuff. So easier. much easier. Yeah, yeah. For sure. yeah, for sure. What do you think is going to be the game that I, I don't think it's for Titanfall for you? I uh, I haven't been as floored by it, but as I get closer to the launch, and I played a little bit of it last night and had a good time, I'm starting to... uh, Because I didn't vote for it. I was one of the E3 critics last year, and I didn't vote for it for Game of the Show. I can't even remember what the hell I voted for now (laughs) because it was so long ago. But I didn't vote for Titanfall. Um but i'm getting more and more excited do you have something that that's coming out this year that that uh, you're oh, flipping you know, out oh you know
1: what i will tell you you and i talked about this the other day and maybe this is something we shouldn't talk about with people yeah. but we used to ha- monday's used to be our gaming days yeah. and we would just i know it sounds like a dream life but we would stay home and that would be the day that we would just steep ourselves and do all of our prep work yeah. as much as we could for the week usually we review about 5 games a week well, plus a movie we or two we needed the day
0: last year because there was more stuff out and we were reviewing more but I had this moment
1: I've had two really good gaming days so far this year one was on a flight back from Montreal yep. and I wore out my P- PS Vita and I played Guacamele and I played uh, 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 Rayman Legends yep. did I say it right? Rayman Legends. You're Rayman learning, buddy. And uh, I had such a great time. I just never wanted that plane to land. I love, and I was sad when my Vita conked out. And I plugged it into the seat. We we're on Air Canada, and I was like trying to get it charged. and And to feel that gravity again was was so special and amazing. And to feel like the little pilot light that I used to always have going for games was relit. And last weekend I had another day like that. You know, part of it was you being out of town, and part of it was just me sort of. You know, it was a rainy morning, and I just started playing games. I started playing Donkey Kong Country Tropical Freeze, and I just got into that. And I'm just like, this is so amazing. And then I moved on to... I had the Wii going for a lo- first time in a long time. Updated, got every... You know, accepted a few friend requests. Got into a new Super Mario 3D World. Uh, you know, just was kind of in awe of that, collecting stuff and jumping around in my cat suit, And I just kept... You know, I started playing uh, Brothers, A Tale of Two Sons. Now, right. this was a game, I'm going to be honest, that I missed in 2013. Yeah, I finished it. Yeah, And I had an f- amazing time. And I just, you know, I just sat there, jaw hanging open, in yeah. awe of this incredible experience, which is so openly emotional yep. and and just so fascinating. And I just felt like I was doing something funny to my brain. And I, I, I played it on Steam. And... Uh, I, I just, you know, that's, it was just such a special day. It made me long for those Mondays when we could just let ourselves get into everything. And I, I wasn't able, even though there weren't as many games last year, I didn't play enough. And yeah. I'm, I'm sad that I miss Brothers because I would have talked about it more in the Rocket and Ray Guns. It, it's an amazing, uh, just incredible experience. Puzzle action game. Uh, I
0: think you did pretty good though, pal. You hit. You hit. Well, I did, well, on I did my best, but I stuff. still feel like that's a game
1: that deserved more of a spotlight.
0: Yeah, it was you know? a really cool title, and yeah, uh, you know, I, I, you know, I hear you too because it's. Uh, I think we need those reminders about how amazing the industry can be. I think that we do sort of get us get saturated. With choice and all of this stuff, and and, uh, and he, we play and play and play. Even and, you
1: are getting a little jaded.
0: Well, you you can, uh, yeah. I mean, I can, I'm jaded because of, of the absence of of uh, you know big teams working on different cool ideas in the game space. You know, I think it's the most incredible medium, and I want people to be reaching in this medium, uh, not just looking for. And I, I applaud. Titles that do this, but not just looking at these smaller sort of emotional hooky uh, naval gaze, yeah. Which I think are, it's it's great that we have artists that are doing that kind of work. We but I feel yeah. I feel like we also, you know, need these mid level, fifty to hundred people teams that are working with great technology to kind of. Uh, you know utilize thumbsticks and utilize controllers and three d uh, game design in some really relevant and and uh forward looking ways you know and constantly trying to kind of you know reevaluate and and uh innovate and come up with new concepts for us to to push the medium forward and, and it's great to be reminded of that when that happens yeah, this, you know? is,
1: this is hard to believe because it really is we're still we're what mid-February it's yeah.
0: Valentine's Day Happy Valentine's Day by the way thank you
1: uh, you too uh, there's been some you know like I had a, two great gaming days I watched season three of Game of Thrones on Blu-ray, which I was over the moon about.
0: Yeah. I love as much as I've loved today, anything. Today, Game yeah. of Thrones, or today, uh, House of Cards is all uh, up on uh, Netflix as and well. And we
1: saw the Lego movie, which yeah. was just transcendent yep. and just so wonderful. And it's early in the year, and I know we're talking about TV, some games, and some movie. Uh, but I, I it makes me optimistic for the year. Like that's I, I don't, you know, it would I would be hard pressed to name three things from last year that I was this excited about. And it's At only the February. beginning of the year. Yeah, yeah, I know
0: it's starting to pick up right away. I mean, January was bumming me out. That's what I was spending every Vix basement talking about was how how bummed out I was. But nice I, to have
1: you back to normal. I,
0: I feel like we have we've turned a, a, a creative corner, and and uh, and a lot of cool stuff is on the way. And it's great to be reminded of the power of of video games, not just in this you know sort of independent independent streak but in the sort of bigger story bigger picture kind of way you know that games uh, big games can be really amazing and transcendent you know and we need I I feel like we need that every month I feel like we need something like that every month Robocop we we have the absence of that it hurts us Robocop Robocop is a a step in the other direction a step in the direction of mediocrity you know should people go see it I think they're going to see it. I think that, uh, it, you know, they don't need to go see it in the theater. I think it's going to be thrust at them one way or the other. It'll be on airplanes. It'll be on t- on TV forever. Uh, I, I don't think it's a travesty. I just think it's a missed opportunity. I think that there's some great work in there. Um, I think the visual effects are, are nothing to write home about. Um, I think that the new suit design was, yeah, was wh- why have, okay. Why, but...
1: why have we... Uh you know why have special effects seem so because we just had the spark fx yeah. conference here in yeah. vancouver and we, we did some ep lives with chris van dyke mm-hmm. uh and we we've talked a lot about uh, special effects in game of thrones and special effects being used uh, judiciously we also saw uh, blu-ray from 2013 uh percy jackson and right. the sea of monsters and that was obviously a listen a
0: if we talk about visual effects they failed you know, like honestly, yeah. if we talk about them and we and we say, uh, like we have a criticism about them, like we are actually going to stop and think about what we feel about the visual effects. They've failed. Yeah. The visual effects should completely be background and take us into the experience and be mind blowing. But they should ser- they should serve the emotional sort of thrust of the of the story that's being told. Like Gravity, you know, I think Gravity had some incredible effects that were harrowing to watch. Uh, but they weren't what we were all talking about. they were in
1: service of the story. Absolutely. Every step of the way, and yeah. they, they, they were seamless, you weren't, ta- you weren't thinking about them at all, you weren't aware of them, and you weren't aware of the CG. Even
0: Ender's Game, I thought, had some superb visual effects. It was very artful, you know? Game
1: of Thrones, season three, the yeah. dragons.
0: Yes. You, you know, don't think I mean, you... like, oh, those dragons don't look real enough. You don't spend time talking about it with no. RoboCop. That's what you do because you're bored. You're out of the thing. You don't care about the it's emotional weight of the thing that should be up on screen. Before you don't care that this guy has had to have his life rebuilt as part machine because it, it it feels leaden. It feels phony. It feels like it's it's like some kind of marketing message. You know, it doesn't feel like there's heart and soul and power and and uh, uh, you, you know some kind of warning that's being presented up on screen there, like Verhoeven's masterpiece did, you know?
1: I like how we keep, now, in the rearview mirror, these movies, which were kind of B-movies back then, are considered masterpieces, and he's been responsible for a lot of them. I mean, if you look, Starship Troopers is amazing. masterpiece. And
0: Starship Troopers, absolutely. Showgirls,
1: I have it on (laughs) Blu-ray.
0: He was, that's the thing, he was an incredibly smart man, it is. I'm sure he's still with us doing lots of other he cool things. He is. He's still working. But uh, he he didn't settle. You know, like he wanted to push some boundaries. He wanted to build stuff that that resonated for more than that year. You know, like RoboCop is a is it 2014 well, I, I, th- I think
1: also it's, you know, you just get lucky.
0: You put together the no, cast and the not special him. effects. Not You put that together guy.
1: the right... Yeah, yeah, you do. <laughs> no way, man. He Every did it, movie he did it time that's and awesome,
0: again. you get lucky. No, but he did it time and again. There, there was, he there got was lucky a, a lot. There's a craftsmanship with the about right the people. way that he did it. I mean, he made he made Arnold Schwarzenegger an everyman in Total Recall. He's Rico. also made some shit movies. I can't name them. Sliver. I mean, that was... <laughs> that, you know what? Sliver was better than RoboCop, their new remake. Listen, that was a better movie than you and than I this, have, this
1: uh, have done some pretty uh, landmark interviews in the last couple of weeks. You, you interviewed Michael Uslin, mm-hmm. uh, who is the author of The Boy Who Loved Batman. You guys had an epic talk together. Are you Facebook friends now? <laughs> no.
0: <laughs> but uh, what was cool was to see that interview uh, uh, sort of clipped out and referenced all over the internet. That was pretty... It was pretty satisfying. I
1: interviewed John Knoll, who is the chief creative officer at Industrial Light and Magic, and also the co-creator of Photoshop.
0: Really? Yeah. Holy shit!
1: I asked him if uh, if he gets uh, Christmas cards from supermodels every year. Thanking <laughs> him for making them more beautiful.
0: <laughs> what did he say? He's, he
1: he, well, he he gave this uh, very erudite answer where he said, you know, it was about taking these very sophisticated tools that only a very small group of people knew how to operate and making them accessible to. Millions of people and and uh, yeah, Photoshop changed the way. We changed the world.
0: Changed everything. One hundred percent. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, look at how much it's impacted. Uh, uh, you know, every graphics package and television, every uh, the way that people make video games. It changed the damn world, man. It made it very much a, a tool for the people to become. Uh, visual artists and digital artists you know amazing stuff and so, also a photographer's dream tool
1: we've got two big things on our radar that we will be feverishly consuming over the weekend one is the DLC for The Last of Us yeah. which we we just just got uh, downloadable codes for <laughs> yep. and uh, also House of Cards season 2 so look for those reviews and Thief very soon and Thief although I can't get my build working <laughs> and you don't have your code yet so I don't know how soon that review is going to be we've
0: got the Lego movie Movie video game. We've got a nice platter right now. We've got Donkey Kong. We've got a uh, little got Titanfall Kong. beta. Uh, I, I'm feeling uh, like I've got. i I'm at the buffet. I just left the buffet in Disneyland, and I got a new sort of entertainment buffet. So right what's in next? Of me.
1: Five shits? No. <laughs> no. <laughs> Can you let's talk about why we're not uh, having a, a visual. Uh, a video podcast. well part,
0: part of it is that it's been a half week for us and I haven't been able to come back and meet with the team and figure out what's going on with uh, uh, our streaming solution but we by will, team
1: you mean me and Josh
0: yeah we will be we will be back with uh, with video streams <laughs> as soon as possible and more EP live interviews as well we have we have a blast doing all of this new streaming video stuff. So it's definitely going to be a big part of what we're doing. Listen,
1: I have a blast talking to you. Yep, me and too. you had five blasts at the uh,
0: Disneyland. That, that's what you're going to fix over right? <laughs> my Disney 2014 trip you know, was yeah, the, it was how much time I, I spent in talk. the bathroom. That's amazing. I want to start a new
1: podcast.
0: <laughs> shit talk. No, no, what we got to do is have something that you recommend that people people enjoy. Is it Brothers? Uh, yeah, I, I would do that. Why do you have something? Um, I have brothers,
1: yeah. A, a brother's a tale of two sons. Yeah, I, I do, and it's another reference to Ruby,
0: and I've been hesitant to bring it up because I talk about my daughter a little too much. But uh, my daughter is obsessed with Mario, and I couldn't be happier about it. She actually has a little stuffed Mario. What are you and doing?
1: It, are you recommending Mario? This is a stupid uh,
0: recommendation. Uh, no, but I'm recommending—you uh, uh, know what's great about playing any Mario game? Any of them. The the traditional platformers, if any one of them.
1: Eat a mushroom you grow big.
0: No, it's it's a it's a uh, remembrance of the power of the medium. It's a it's a way to kind of reflect and to to kind of recognize. You see what's achievable in this medium, and you know I sit there and I watch these play these games through my daughter's eyes, who's never seen any of these games, and I see her delight. And her obsession and her fascination with all this stuff. She actually has a little stuffed Mario with in a tanuki suit, and she just loves the character and, and loves watching these games play be played like they're cartoons. You know, are she,
1: you recommending then to clarify that parents play Mario games with their children? I'm trying to understand what you're recommending.
0: I, I'm I'm recommending if uh, if you are burnt out on games or if you're feeling uh, you know like you need a I guess everybody has Mario at their disposal, but it's just been really a a revelation for me, you know, to go back to these roots and, you know, I'm playing Super Mario 2D on the 3DS. I'm playing the 3D World on the Wii U. Um, We just got one of those Super uh, NES um, portable devices, so I've got Mario All-Stars in there, just to play these things again and to see them again because you take it for granted, you know? But it's nice to kind of... Take a breath and look back at these things. In- incredible titles. Brothers: A Tale of Two
1: Sons is my recommendation, and there you have it. I think the basement is closed. <laughs> We're
0: closing the basement
1: until next week, and uh, we got three days to kill. I think it's a Kevin Coster movie. I don't
0: know what it is. Yeah, We're yeah, seeing he's that. Jason Liam Neeson, man. He wants to be Liam is? Neeson. Yeah. He,
1: what, what about the Taken?
0: Uh, they're, coming back, four? they're coming back. They're coming back with taking three. Yeah, taking three. Was, I know. There, there's been two it's already. The, it, well, they want the, everybody wants Expendables money and Liam Neeson money. Can you do a, Can you say, "Bring me my daughter" as Liam Neeson? I don't have any Liam Neeson. Though. Can you do them?
1: Bring me my daughter. That's pretty good. I know. That's not. bad I don't even know where that came That's from. That's awesome. From the soul.
0: That that is amazing. All right. Do you have any? Uh, do you have Stitcher? I guess you, you can say the Stitcher. Stitcher. All right. There it is. We'll see you Most next time.
1: key stitcher ever.
0: Any uh no sponsors or nothing? Uh thank you, E B Games. Thank you, Sony, and the PlayStation Four. Mm-hmm. And uh everybody have a great weekend. Yeah. We'll see you next week. Miss you already.